This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Wendy is a health coach and wellness practitioner at Integrated Health Solution. Here she is. Morning, Wendy. Good morning, Brad. Did you blow away? You're okay? You're holding on to something. No, fortunately, <laughs> we, are, we are still here. We haven't blown away or washed away this week. <laughs> T- today we're touching on something which weirdly has become controversial. I didn't think that it would. We're talking about MSG or motor sodium glutamate. Um, I've seen the article that said it's fine for you, but everything I've read over the years, Wendy, and you need to help us, you're the expert, would suggest quite the contrary. Help us out here this morning. MSG, is it bad or not? Well, in my opinion, it is still bad. Um, So I think it is something that we should be avoiding. But there is definitely controversial um, uh, research and there's uh, um, controversial information on it. Mm. And you can see how they justify the point. Um, And we'll discuss this a little bit more because I have touched on both of those options. So, you know, let's have a look and see. In my opinion, it's, it's it's not it's not a good thing that we should be having in our diet, any mm. preservative of any kind. Um, but you can see why they use it, and you can see why they blame MSG, but it could actually be a combination of other things that is actually causing problems. Ooh, I like that. So let's start with MSG. I mean, we know its full name is monosodium glutamate, but what is it exactly? So it's a common additive, and uh, many restaurants and um, uh, production houses use it to enhance the flavors of a variety. Uh, in, enhance the flavor, sorry, of mm. a variety of foods. And um, so the restaurants use it because it has this umami flavor, and it increases the saliva production, so it makes your food more enjoyable. Yeah, I, I've uh, I often check. Um, because it's a sensible thing to do, but you've also recommended we do uh, have a look at the food labels, and you're going to struggle to find a anything fairly, how can I say, uh, convenient food. And and even if you're in the meat aisle and you grab and you have a look at your favorite burravos or your favorite burger patties, turn that over. MSG is one of the first things you're going to see on that list. So it's something that's certainly used widely in South African food and even in the food we love to eat regularly. It certainly is. It, it's all over. Um, and and the, the FDA, so the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, maintains that MSG is safe. So they are allowed to put it in the product, but um, up to a certain uh, percentage, but they have to put it on the label. Mm. So it is a law that it should be on the label. Certainly in America, I'm not sure if it's a law here, but it should be, it should be labeled. So it should, be, it should say either MSG-free or no. Sometimes they say no added MSG. Mm. So does that mean there's still MSG in the product, but they've, they've not added any extra? So, you know, it can be a little bit confusing as well. It doesn't mean that there's still no MSG if they say no added MSG. Yes, um, I, I was looking on the on Sana's website. They give you all the e codes because often you don't see that it actually says MSG. Yes. Sometimes it just says uh, additive, food additive, or what flavor enhancer, Wendy. But um, yes. I, I've come to know to look for the e code six two one, which often they just have the e code there at the very end, but they don't actually tell you what it is. But um, I went to have a look, and it's the uh, e six two one on South African food labels. Okay. And also, you know, if you've got a lot of E-numbers in your foods, do you really want to be eating them? Because that means they're packed with preservatives and additives. Yeah, good question. Uh, Good point. So my question to you is, what are those side effects that you can have if you're sensitive to MSG? So people can experience a variety of um, side effects. So things like headaches, dizziness, sweating. They can feel clammy. They can feel like they get numbness or tingling on their um, their face or their chest or any anywhere else in the body. Um, people can experience asthma or can trigger asthma. 
Uh, they can just feel weak or very tired, and they can have palpitations or flushes. Goodness. Um, so uh, it's also naturally found, I believe, MSG. I know you've mentioned it to me as well, um, Wendy. It's not just something that you can add. There's also a natural version of it. Uh, where do you find that? Yes, yeah, so it's naturally found in foods like tomatoes and cheeses. Um, but its natural effects don't necessarily have the same toxic effects because it's not a preservative. But a sensitive person might still experience some of these symptoms if they are sensitive to the, to the natural MSG as well. Hmm. You mentioned earlier on that there's some connection between MSG and uh, um, obesity. Um, maybe there's a more logical way of looking at that connection. What do you think? Yes, there, there certainly is. So the, much of the research previously said that MSG causes obesity and all of these kind of things. So it certainly is still linked to obesity and metabolic disorders but it's likely to be due to the overconsumption of the foods containing MSG rather yeah. than the MSG itself. So if you think you're eating your favorite burger or your, you know, your chips or whatever, and they've all been sprinkled with the, with the MSG, you're going to keep eating because it keeps making saliva. So you're going to tend to overeat on those products. Mm. So is it the MSG or is it the fact that you're overeating? You know, yeah. <laughs> that's where the controversy comes in. Okay, so help us to understand more on a, on a chemical level inside your body. What exactly is happening when you're consuming MSG? So it does have toxic effects and you, in high quantities if you're eating a lot of it. So if you're getting it in minute quantities, that's not likely to cause any problems. And if it's very occasional, it's not going to be a problem. But if you're eating these kind of foods or these additives, you're adding these to your food con- continuously, mm. then it has neurotoxic effects. And it can predispose people to insulin resistance um, and reduce glucose tolerance. So the chemical is going to disrupt pathways in your body that regulate your own blood sugar metabolism. So it creates this craving and um, sort of a spike in blood sugar cycle. So you're up and down with your blood sugar all the time. Does MSG have any effect on our hormones, on our hormonal system? It does. Um, it also acts on the glutamate receptions, uh, receptors, so it can disrupt your neurotransmitters, and your neurotransmitters are important for your brain function. And then they, these receptors are present throughout the nervous system, but they're most prevalent in the brain and in the areas of your um, of your brain that regulate, and your gut, obviously, that regulate your hormones, mm. your hormone health. So leptin needs to regulate the balance between the amount of food consumed and how the body uses it for energy. But it's also our hunger switch. So if we don't have enough leptin, we're hungry all the time. Oh. And energy can disrupt that hormone. That's fascinating. So um, we, we're trying to support our bodies. We're trying to eat and move and rest and uh, think in a way that's going to enhance our bodies. But we're eating things that we like to eat, and they're actually upsetting us right down to our hormones and causing an imbalance in in this intricate systems inside of our body. So we have to ask ourselves this question. I mean, is it really worth it, Wendy? Yeah, so if you're eating something that actually changes your physiology and makes it harder for you to eat more healthily, then yes, we should be questioning it. We mm. should think, okay, do I want to? Do I want to continue to add these things to my food or eat foods that, that contain these items if it's going to be counterintuitive? Yeah. So um, this also forms part when you're consuming MSG. It's most often in connection or in combination with refined carbohydrates and sugars and processed foods. So um, this is doing us no good in any case. Yes, 
that's that's the the gist of it. We want to be avoiding those foods. We're certainly eating them in the minority. Our diet shouldn't be comprised of eighty percent processed foods. Mm. We should be eating at least eighty to ninety percent of foods that we can recognise, the proteins that we can recognise, vegetables, um, fruits, and those kind of things, because that's where we're going to get the most nutritional value from. So you're leaving us with this interesting situation again, Wendy. You've given us the information and you've told us what happens if we continue in this trend and now it's up to us as individuals to make a choice to say, okay, if we really want change, we're going to have to take that on and start making much better choices. Yes, and we need to read our labels and we need to not assume that we, you know, we're just having a little bit because when you, when you really think about it, it all adds up. It's like sugar as well. Mm. You know, before you before the end of the day, you've added some tomato sauce here. You've eaten something out of a can. You've had some cold meat on your on your toasted sandwich. You've added some spice to your food that contains MSG. And at the end of the day, you've eaten a whole lot more than you actually realize. Yeah. So here's the here's a challenge for us this morning. Get uh, into reading your labels. And Wendy, if you if you're not sure, there's certainly enough information online. If you're unsure about what are the things are that you're eating and uh, uh, how to read a label well, I mean, we can maybe uh, build that into a conversation in the weeks to come. But um, I think that's an essential part because it starts with knowing. And it's one thing hearing you share the information. It's another to understand what it all means and to look at a label and see what it says on it and make a, a wise and an intelligent choice. Yes, and I think that's a good point to, to discuss how to read a label well is a good a good idea because, you know, you can't just assume and, and they, 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 the labeling standards are not, uh, they're not great. Mm. So lots can be hidden or left off. Um, and so we've, we're left to read between the lines. So I think that's a very, very good plan, very good yeah. idea to talk about at some point. Yeah, I think it's important for us to know not to like condemn us in based on what we're eating, but to educate us and saying a lot of the things yes. we're choosing to put inside of our bodies, as you've just heard, I mean, upsetting our endocrine system. I mean, that's, that's, that's a big deal. So we need to start understanding what we're eating and knowing what to avoid so we can thrive. Because we only have one, one life to live here, Wendy. We've got to make the most of the body God's given us. Yeah. And we need to take care of it, and we and we do have the access to the information. So there's actually no excuse for us. Mm. Uh, we can choose to to do the right thing or not to do the right thing, but we have that uh, that information available to us. Wendy, thanks so much for your time this morning. Have yourself a great day. Stay warm and dry. Thank you. You too. Have a wonderful Thursday. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, seven to nine a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.